Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. What does it mean to draw near to God? How do we draw near to God? That's the two questions we're going to answer in today's wake-up call. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 063, draw near. Hey, this wake-up call, this episode on the Faith for My Generation podcast, it is inspired by a question that I received from one of the members of the faithful, uh, you guys that are watching and listening. And um, I want to read this message, this email that was sent to me. Um, from one of the listeners. Um, We'll call her Sister C. Sister C, this goes out to you. Uh, I'm going to read the message that was sent to me, and as I was reading this, this is kind of the idea that I had in my mind and my heart. I was thinking, you know what? I I got some answers that I feel like are scriptural, uh, some things in my heart I want to share to Sister C. Um, And then I had this idea. I believe it was the Lord that put it in my mind and my heart. How about I just do an entire episode, and this episode is going, is dedicated, it's going straight out to Sister C. This is just for you. You know who you are because I'm going to send a reply with a link to this podcast episode, and I'm just going to have a conversation with you for the next 20, 30, 40 minutes, however long this episode is, as if we were sitting down in front of each other, you know, maybe sharing lunch or something like that, and you asked me these questions. I'm going to pour out my heart in this episode for you, and I pray that it's a blessing. I pray that it gives you good understanding, and not just my opinions, but that we can actually go to Scripture, and you can see uh, why I'm giving you these answers based on God's truth. So this is what Sister C, this is what she messaged me and emailed via the Faith for My Generation website, faithformygeneration.com. You can send me messages on there, leave voicemails on there. This is the message. It reads as such. Hey, I've been looking over your channel today, and some stuff that you said really touched my heart, and I just need to ask for some advice. Although I am saved, I feel like I'm not close to the Lord as I should be, and I know the walk with the Lord is no easy journey. I just know what, excuse me, I just don't know what to do next. I'm going to work as an evangelist after I graduate this summer but I know that it's not enough. I just don't know how to strengthen my walk with the Lord. I pray about this a lot, and I know everything's in God's time, but it makes me feel really guilty that I'm not close with Him, and I want that relationship with God. I finally decided to ask someone, which is you, for help because I'm really tired of living this way. Whatever advice you could give me, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Well, Sister C, thank you for sending me this message. And we're going to go through a couple things. First off, I want to say, wow, what a good thing you've decided. Um, Being called into the work of evangelism and being an evangelist. God bless you for that. I pray the Lord richly, richly bless you and lead you down perfect paths that your heart would always be soft and tender toward Him as you give your life to win people to Christ. What a wonderful, worthy use of time 
what a wonderful thing to give your life to. So that's the first thing I want to say to you. Thank you for doing that. The kingdom of the Lord, the kingdom of God, the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ needs more good, precious, loving Christian people to throw themselves into the harvest field for truly the harvest field. It's white, it's ready to be harvested, and it's up to you and me, the faithful, to go out and win people to Jesus. So, Sister C, God bless you for that. The second thing I want to point out, <clears throat> and then we're going to get into a little bit deeper detail concerning how to draw close to God and how we do that. What does that look like? The second thing, just from off the top, at bat, first thing I want to share with you is this, Sister C, and all those that are listening into our conversation right now, the rest of the faithful. You made a statement, and, I, and, I, and I'm really, I'm not, please, I hope you understand my heart. I have no desire to, you know, kind of like pick apart anything that you said or anybody. You know, I'm, I'm not just going to be like, well, I can't believe you said this or that. No, 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 no. I want to encourage you. And I want to encourage you with truth from God's Word. You, you mentioned uh, uh, there was a phrase here in what you sent me in this message, and I'm really thankful that you did reach out. And it just kind of uh, caught my eye and tugged on my heart a little bit. And it's not an uncommon thing that people think. Sometimes we can think this. I believe, honestly, it's probably something that could, if you will, be preached real well and kind of make us pull on our emotional heartstrings and, and, and kind of make us feel like, yeah, that's right, amen, yeah. But the idea that you mentioned here, you, you said you know the walk with the Lord is no easy journey. Um, I want to encourage you to renew your mind in that area. And I say that with all love. I say that with all compassion. The Walking with the Lord is an easy thing. Now, before anyone pitches stones at me, why do I say that? Why do I say walking with the Lord is an easy thing, even though it could cost you your life? And actually, it costs every believer their life in the form of sacrifice. But what about the people who've laid down their life, physically have given their life for the gospel? I think they would tell you it's an easy thing to serve the Lord. Why do I say that? Because the words of Jesus tell, tell us in Matthew 11, starting at verse 28, Jesus, not me, not AJ, not anyone else's wonderful opinion, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, he says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Verse 28 and verse 29, the word rest appears in both of those verses. In the three verses I just read, we see the word rest twice. And I want to encourage you, Sister C, rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Know that walking with the Lord, it is an easy journey. Because Jesus said, my yoke is easy. What is a yoke? We don't really use that word yoke. Some of us may know what a yoke is. I, I, I doubt few of us have actually seen it in real life. We've probably seen pictures or movies. Uh, maybe we have an understanding, at least 
uh, intellectually in our mind what a yoke is. But what is a yoke? A yoke is a metal or wooden, mostly the ones I've seen are wooden, wooden or metal harness that is used to connect two beasts of burden. <laughs> uh, ox, mules, donkeys, uh, even horses. Uh, maybe you've done a carriage ride before. Uh, that's probably where I've, now I'm thinking about it, I've ridden a couple wagons for some different things, carriage ride. That's where I've, that's where I've seen yokes in real life. And so maybe there's a team of horses Horses side by side, two by twos, right? And they would have a wooden harness that connect, that wraps around their neck, and then it cuts parallel, cuts across, has a wooden connection or a metal connection or a chain connection to the horse beside it. So that when the two horses, though they be individual horses, they're pulling together. They're connected. That's what a yoke is. When you get connected with Jesus, it's an easy way of living. When, when you get connected with the Lord, the burden that you carry now, it is light. You know, the Bible tells us to cast our cares upon the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. And I want to encourage you to cast all your cares upon the Lord. I want to encourage you to cast all your cares um, to cast all your thoughts, to cast all the trouble you may feel in your heart or your mind, to cast everything that you have, any, any ideas or thinking that makes you feel like you're less than or far away from God, because we're going to get in this to a little bit more detail and, and, and make sure that our minds are renewed to the truth of God's Word the Lord really, really loves you. He cares for you. You're the apple of His eye. We, that's a scripture in the Old Testament, that you're the apple of His eye. He loves you so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die your death, my death, so that by His resurrection power, you and I could be made alive unto Him by faith. That's how much He loves you. When the Lord saw the price that was necessary to pay in order to redeem us from sin, He willingly, happily paid it. That's how much He loves you. That's how much He cares for you. And so when we connect ourselves with Jesus, our yoke is easy and our burden is light. And, and I want to add to this. I just looked this up on my, my iPad. Thank the Lord for for Google search, uh, but I, I knew the phrase. I didn't remember the reference. Proverbs thirteen fifteen. Good understanding gains favor or gives favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. The way of the unfaithful is hard. It's a hard thing. The, the, the King James Version says, good understanding gives favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. So actually, I want to encourage you Renew your mind to God's truth. Not only is the burden light with Jesus and the yoke easy, living a life of sin, that's what we did before we came to Christ, is hard. It's a hard thing to serve the devil. Satan is a hard taskmaster. You know, and, and, and I don't want, I'm saying this because I love you so much. I love every single one of you that are listening, members of the faithful. I'm so 
greatly care for you. I want you to make sure you cleanse your mind, me as well, of any religious thinking. Well, you know, it's a hard thing to live for God. How is it hard to receive eternal life that I could not have apart from Jesus? How is that hard? How is it hard to have His joy, His peace, His wisdom, His power, His understanding? How is that a hard thing? It's a hard thing to suffer from the consequences of sin, of sickness and disease and destruction and death, poverty and lack, anxiety and frustration and fear, broken homes, broken marriages, wayward children. That's a hard life. That's the life we've been redeemed from. So I love you. I want you to know it's an easy thing to serve the Lord. And that's why I would, that's why I, I mean, I would bet the farm on it, <laughs> as the saying goes. I'd bet the farm on it. Someone that has willingly laid down their life, if you went to heaven and you asked them, was it easy to serve the Lord? They would say, yes. In comparison to serving Satan, it was a light and easy thing to serve the Lord. Now, how do, let's answer your question, Sister C. How do we draw close to God? You know you're saved. You said it yourself. How do we draw close to God? What does that look like? How do we do it? How can we do it? Is it possible? By what right do we have to draw close to the Lord? First thing I want to read is Psalms 73, 27, 28. Psalm 73, verse 27, 28. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. So there you go. There's another aspect of that, right? If I'm far from God, I'll perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. Speaking of spiritual harlotry, essentially those that are unfaithful will be destroyed. Again, the way of the transgressor's heart. Now notice this, verse 28. And Sister C, I would encourage you, write this down. Psalm 73, verse 28. Write it down. Put it in a reminder on your phone and just have it randomly pop up. Set it to a time and date three days from now and pop up. That way you'll have to read it again. To write it on a note card if you like writing with pen and paper. Uh, put it on your fridge. Put it in your car. Psalm 73, 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Well, first thing I want you to know is this. It's a good thing. It's the best thing. That, that word good, it's a good thing. Literally, it's the best thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a favorable thing. It's profitable. It bears fruit. It's worthy. It's worthy of my energy, my time, my effort. It's a good thing to draw near to God, to come close to the Lord. That's a good thing. That's a really, really good thing. That's the best thing I can do with my life is draw close to God. The best thing I can do with my time is devote it to godly activities and growing in the ways and the things and the wisdom of God. And notice that, to draw near to God. What does that mean? It means to approach God. It means to come to Him. Remember the words of Jesus, Matthew eleven twenty eight: Come unto me, all who are heavy laden, all who have a heavy burden. You come to me. Those that are in need of rest, come to me. Come to me who is rest. Come to me. Draw close to God. Now, 
I want you to understand this, and this is something that we, again, we constantly renew our heart and our mind to this. We have the right to come to God. You and I have the privilege. We have the power. We have covenant right to come to the Lord and live in His presence and draw close to Him and be close to Him and know Him deeper every day and better and better every day. Why do we have that right? The blood of Jesus has given us the access to God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. In fact, I'll, I'll start at verse 11. Ephesians 2, verse 11. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by what is called circumcision made in the flesh by hands, verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens, foreigners, from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Before you and I came to Christ Jesus, we had no hope and we were without God in this world. Before you and I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, we were strangers of the covenants and promises of God. We couldn't partake in the promises of God. We had no right, no privilege, no benefit to receive from God. We had no right to claim the promises of God. But we do now. Why? Verse 13, Ephesians 2:13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has brought me near. It's brought me close. I now have the right to come close to God. <clears throat> but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off. Look, look at this. Have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Here's the thing, and, and I want to encourage you. Feelings, emotions... That's our soul. You and I, we, we are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. And so we have to discern appropriately between truth and opinion, truth and feeling, truth and desire of the flesh. Okay, what do I mean by that? The reality is, when you put your faith in Jesus, you have been brought near to God. Now you might say, well, I don't feel like I'm near to God. To which I would have to honestly, truthfully reply, whether you feel like it or not, you are. By the blood. By the blood of Christ. Here's the thing. You and I can't get any closer than we already are to God. Because the blood's already been shed. We've put our faith in Jesus. The blood cries out in the throne room of God right now in heaven at the mercy seat, testifying of the fact that you and I have a right and a privilege to be close to God. There is nothing else that God can do. There's nothing else that He will do. What else will He do? Romans 8.32, He's already given His, his Son. He, he has not withheld or spared His own Son. What more shall He give us? 
When God decided to give us something, He gave us His very best and held nothing back. He didn't start with a lesser amount and worked His way up. He gave us Jesus, His only begotten Son. And the blood of Christ brings us near. And here, oh, praise God. The, we, are, we have the privilege to be as close to God as Jesus is to the Father. <laughs> that will make you jump, run, dance, shout. Now, some of y'all that are listening to this episode as you're driving to work, don't, don't get sidetracked and start having a dance-a-thon in your, in your car and forget to steer now. <laughs> How can I say that? You think, that's a bold statement. Because the blood of Christ, the blood of the one who had perfect fellowship with the Father, the Father and the Son, perfect fellowship, the blood of the Son was spilt on my behalf, on your behalf. So he purchased, Jesus purchased for me, praise God, Jesus purchased for me what he already had. Thank you, Jesus. He purchased for you, Sister C, and all the faithful. He purchased for you what he already hath, but he bought it for you by his blood. And he's brought you close to God. He's brought you near to him. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Because the blood has been shed, and because the Lord Jesus Christ is working His eternal ministry now as high priest in heaven, because of the finished work of Jesus, you and I can boldly enter into the throne room of grace and obtain mercy and grace and help in the time of need. We boldly get to enter in. Why? Because I earned it? Because you deserve it? Because we worked ourselves into that place? No. Because of the blood of Christ. Because Jesus opened the way. He gave us access. If you kept reading in Ephesians 2, you get to verse 17, 18. It says that we have access to the Father by the blood and through the Holy Spirit. In fact, let me read it. Keep myself honest here. Ephesians 2, verse 17. He came and preached peace to those who were far off and to those who were near. For through Him we both have access by one Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, to the Father. The blood of Jesus gives us access to the Father by way of the Holy Spirit. It's the triune God. And you and I, we can boldly enter in. Verse 19 of Hebrews 10, Therefore, brethren, having boldness, having boldness, having confidence, we enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, 
having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience with our body and our bodies washed with pure water. We have the privilege, the right, the covenant, the promise to enter in and draw near to God. Now, how do we do that? First off, it's important for you to know and build your faith that it's your right to be close to God. It, it should never be, whether it's me, and I felt that way before, but it should never be me, my feelings, you, and as much as I love you, your feelings, uh, anyone else's feelings, opinions, thoughts, what matters the most. What does God say about the situation? And what He has said is, I've made a way for you to enter in. Now come to me. Jesus is saying in Matthew 11, come to me. Don't, don't live without me. Come to me. If you read in John chapter 15, in the parable of the true vine, not parable, but the teaching of the true vine, Jesus talks about living in the vine. See, in Matthew 11, he says, come unto me. John 15, he says, now live and dwell in my presence. We come to God not to leave and go away. We come to God to live and stay and rest and thrive in Him. Okay, how do we do it? Hebrews 10.22 gives us some hints here. Let us draw near with a true heart. Well, you and I have been given a new heart. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 36 tells us that God would pluck out our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that when we believed on Jesus... We became a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all's become new. When you got saved, you got a brand new heart. You got a true heart. You got a pure heart. You got a heart washed by the blood of Christ. And we keep it constantly being cleansed by the blood. Okay, so we have a true heart. And we're going to keep our heart true because we're going to fill our heart with the Word of God. We also do draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. You may have to talk to yourself, Sister C. I preach to myself all the time. Y'all think I'm only preaching to you, huh? I preach to myself all the time. I'll be walking somewhere. I know people think I'm crazy. You ever do this? I do this all the time. I'll be walking somewhere. I'm talking to myself, man. I'm preaching to myself. I'm quoting the Word. I'm confessing the Word of God. I'm speaking to myself. I'm saying, look here. You know, you you got to straighten up. You're going to have to do what the Word says. We're going to have to get right on this. All right, come on now. I even amen myself sometimes. Man, it's getting good. Praise God. <laughs> you got to speak to yourself. Why? Because I have to have full assurance of faith. No, hey, look, I, I understand this may be the way you feel, AJ, but the Bible says that I have access to the Father by the Spirit of God, that I've been brought near. I've been brought near. Why? Because Jesus shed His blood for me. I have access to the Father. I can boldly enter in. I can do it with confidence because I have faith in Jesus. Now, what's some practical ways of doing that? Prayer. You mentioned prayer in your, in your email. I'm telling you, you cannot go spend time in prayer. Now, you know, maybe if, you, if it's one minute and 14 seconds of prayer time, you may still feel the same way you felt before you started praying. And I would encourage you, you know, go, go to the Gospel Tabernacle YouTube channel, the church I pastor at. Uh, there's a 13, 13 series teaching entitled, 
when you pray. In fact, those that are listening on the Faith for My Generation podcast, scroll down. It was sometime last year, so you're going to have to scroll a little bit. And you'll see the whole series is available on this podcast channel. When you pray, go learn about prayer. Uh, go, go get understanding on prayer. Build your heart up and mind and build up your faith concerning prayer. Because I'm telling you, you can't go spend 30 minutes, an hour, two hours in prayer, prayer and worship, and leave not having your emotions, your soul realigned and adjusted to the truth of God's Word. I mean, you can't do it. Jude 20 tells us to, to pray in the Holy Ghost. Or Jude 24, pray in the Holy Ghost. To build up our most holy faith. Pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Pray. And when you enter into times of prayer, you're going to come out refreshed. You're going to come out feeling renewed. Okay, what's another way to, to draw close to God? Fill your heart and mind with the Word of God. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. Uh, in fact, let me, let me make sure I actually read this appropriately. Sometimes I mess up the phrasing on it. I don't want to do that this time. I was listening to a a YouTube channel today where the guy was breaking it down, teaching the Greek on it. It was pretty interesting. John 1.1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, when you fill your heart and your mind with the Word of God, the Logos of God, that's the one Greek word I know. <laughs> I know a few, but uh, not, not near as much <laughs> as many people do. The Logos, the Word of God, it becomes a living word, rhema. There's another one. Rhema Christos, it becomes a living word of Christ in your heart and your mind. When you add your faith to it, it's something that's alive, moving in your heart and your mind. It's renewing your heart and your mind. You take action on it, and then what happens? You receive the blessing, the benefit, the result, the promise of the word because we live in covenant with God. So he does his part, we do our part. So when we, James chapter 4, verse 8, draw close to God, he will draw close unto us. James chapter 4, verse 8, that's actually just a portion of the verse there. But James chapter 4, several of those verses is actually speaking to backslidden Christians and giving them practical instruction. I'll read it, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. So there's step one, submit to God. Resist the devil, that's step two, and then he'll flee from you. Step three, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament, mourn, weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, your joy to gloom. Okay, then what happens? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So if you started at James chapter 4, verse 1, you would see there's this uh, good preaching that Brother James is doing towards some of these backsliding Christians who've gotten caught up in pride and strife. And he's saying, don't you understand if you'll submit to God, the devil, and, and resist the devil, which that's two sides of one coin, right? As you submit to God, you will resist the devil. When you're resisting the devil, you're submitting to God. It's like a quarter. It's got a, a George Washington on one side and an eagle on the other. For my international listeners, pick up a coin in your nation. One side has something engraved on it. The other side has something different engraved on it. Same coin, two different sides. Submit to God, resist the devil. Resist the devil, submit to God. Two sides, one coin. What happens? Satan flees. Same thing in verse 8. Draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. The Lord will draw close to you as you draw close to him. Same principle, 
said it two different ways. <laughs> when you draw close to God, He is faithful. He will draw close to you. So there's another thing. that How do I draw close to God? By reminding my heart and my mind. Hey, the Bible says, if I draw close to God in prayer, through the study and reading of His Word, confession of His Word, I, I'm go- He's going to draw close to me. I have the right to be close to God. How else can we do it? I mean, you just simply, it seems so simple. And I want to tell you, sometimes people get upset with me. Not y'all, not the faithful. Well, I mean, we're, we're close. We're like this. We're buddies, right? Capadres, comrades, brothers and sisters in arms, the faithful. No, y'all don't get mad at me. But this, some people get up. Some people are like, ah, it's too simple. You're making it too simple. You're making it, this sounds like you make it sound so easy. Well, yeah. I think the simplest thing in the world is to serve Jesus. How do you do that? Simply obey. <laughs> Simply believe. <laughs> Have faith. Just be obedient. Just love God. Just do what He asks you to do. Is it hard? Comparatively speaking, no. Not compared to weeping and gnashing in a place called hell for all of eternity. (laughs) I mean, you know, mood kill, huh? Right? I mean, sorry I had to do it, but like, it's not hard compared to the alternative. Come on, people. Love God. Yield to Him. Obey Him. You have a right to be close to God. As you serve the Lord in His church, as you're around other brothers and sisters in Christ, you will actually feel a quickening in your spirit. You'll get happy. That's drawing close to God. Well, how is that so? Because God commands us, don't forsake the assembling together of the brethren. Come be with one another. Ephesians 4 tells us that He's given an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, these fivefold ministry gifts. Romans 12 shows us other ministry gifts that takes place. 1 Corinthians 12 shows us gifts of the Spirit that are supposed to operate in gathering of Christians. How are you going to do those things? How are you going to serve Christians if you don't get around other Christians? And one of the easiest ways to do that is a thing called church. Some people get up, ah, the church is in a building. You're correct. The church meets in a building. The church is the body of Christ. But it's more convenient to meet in a building. I digress. (laughs) You know, people can nitpick any little thing, but it's simple. Obey God and you'll draw close to Him. You have a right. It's your privilege. You're a child of God. And just like my sweet, precious little daughter, Naomi, that I talk about all the time, anytime she wants to, she can just run up to me and grab a hold of my leg. She did it just earlier today. Daddy, 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 come here, come here, come here. And she just, and, and what happens? What happens when she does that? Even when I'm busy trying to do something, get out of the house. You know, we're trying to get out of the house Sunday mornings. That's a little bit of an ordeal. We're all getting out, trying to get out at the same time, get there, and we got to be there early to get everything going. And she's like, Daddy, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. I said, baby, we're trying to get to get, get everything together and get in the car. We're about to leave in just a minute. I can't hold you right now, but I promise we'll spend some time together. But right now we got to get to church. Like, oh, yeah, church, okay, okay. But even then, as I'm trying to get stuff, I still stopped. I still paused. I still talked to her. I still answered her. I still spoke with her. I acknowledged her. Now, me, a very imperfect father, who has fallen short. (laughs) 
If I can do that, how immeasurably more can our loving Heavenly Father in Heaven acknowledge, speak to, care for, be with, talk to, communicate, and love you? Oh, He can do it so much greater. It's, it's astonishing. It's not even a comparison. But if I can do that, how much more do I, does our Heavenly Father do that towards us when we approach Him, when we run up to Him? Father, Father, Father. And He looks at you and He's smiling. Hey, I love you. I love you. That's the heart of the Father. That's the heart of our God, of our Lord and our Savior. Oh, thank God for it. Thank God for that. Hey, Sister C, thank you so much for sending in that message. Hey, if you ever, you, the members of the faithful, as you're watching, listening, check it out, faithformygeneration.com. If you go there, you can literally find everything we're doing with this ministry. All the video podcasts, all the audio podcasts, the links to all the social media. Come check me out on social media. We're still doing the TikTok thing, Instagram. We're on YouTube, if you enjoy video podcast, if you haven't subscribed, uh, it's just my name on YouTube. I think it's the AJ Bibles, the handle. Uh, we're on a march to 1,000 subscribers. We're about 200 away at the point of this recording. Uh, if you've not subscribed or you hit follow on your Apple, Spotify, please do. We've got about a hundred or so, I think, uh, listeners, followers uh, right now, which is awesome. I literally. When I started, when I decided to be obedient concerning this podcast, I thought, you know, me, my wife, and my mom would listen to it. And my mom would only listen to this if I showed her how, because she doesn't know how to operate a podcast. <laughs> but if I showed her, she would, she would listen. So that would be three listeners. <laughs> and I, I'm so thankful that I yielded to the instruction of the Lord because we have built this community of the faithful. I'm so excited for what's coming up for this year, for the teachings and the things that we're going to grow in the Lord. I'm thankful for you. And uh, you know what? I want to bless you. Let's pray. Pray with me. Father, I lift up every member of the faithful right now, God. I pray in Jesus' name that our hearts would be awakened and the eyes of our understanding would be even opened even larger to your glory, to your goodness that you've made a way for us to be close to you. And Lord, just like Sister C, that's our desire. That's every one of us that are listening, the faithful. That's our desire, Lord. That's why we're listening to a podcast about the Bible, you know, at whatever time of the day it is that we're listening. Uh, that's why we tuned in. We want to be closer to you, Lord. We want to know you better. And we thank you that we have that privilege, we have that right, and that as we simply seek you, love you, worship you, pray, study your word, gather together with other members of the faithful, the body of Christ, that as we draw close to you, you are drawing close to us. It is a good thing to draw near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you're listening, by chance you've stumbled across this video and you made it this far on YouTube channel, um, on our audio podcast, on Facebook, and you've never put your faith in Christ Jesus, that's step one to drawing close to God. Maybe you think, you know what? I want to be right with God. I want to get things right with God. It's this simple. The Bible tells us that when we believe in our heart that Jesus is the risen Son of God, 
and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. That whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth you make confession unto salvation. So I would tell you this. Believe in your heart that Jesus is the risen Son of God. He died your death. He, was, he filled your grave. grave. And he was buried in your grave for you, for me, for our sins, so that three days later, by the power of God, he would be resurrected and made alive so that his life, that resurrection power, would make you and me alive unto him so that we might have abundant eternal life forevermore. When you put your faith in him and confess him Lord and you surrender, yield everything you are to him, he'll set you free and he will make you alive unto him. I pray that you would pray that prayer. If you do, let me know in the comments. Send me a, a voicemail, send me a message. Click on the link, fill out the uh, form. I just got saved. Hey, last opportunity to register for Shepherd's Conference. If you're listening at the time of this recording, it is March 20th. March 25th, I will be teaching the first ever Shepherd's Conference. It is a four-session, uh, four-hour conference on Saturday at my church, Gospel Tabernacle. If you're a local listener, say you're within 30, 40 minutes of Gospel Tabernacle, and you serve in the ministry or have a desire to serve in ministry, and you want to be better equipped to help make strong disciples for the Lord, or you feel a desire to ministry, come be a part of the Shepherds Conference. There's a link in the bio as well, link in the description as well, where you can click on it and it'll take you to the church website, see all the pertinent information, and you can fill out a form and come join us on that Saturday. If it's past that date, hey, you were too late, you were snoozing, but we may have another Shepherds Conference for you to join as well, which we certainly will. Hey, I'm thankful for you. Thankful for you watching, listening. Love you so much with the love of the Lord. And remember, we are the faithful. I will see you next time. God bless you.